Good morning, everybody. Um, been a while since I've done one of these. What, two weeks? Three weeks? Um, what a last couple of weeks has been for myself, the page, um, athletics as a whole, Australian athletics, particular athletes. I mean, the list could go on and on and on. But I am back in Melbourne, first morning back, um, on my way to get... Oh, I'm actually... I'm actually fucking yearning for it. Just a good, strong latte. I'm that keen. I'm back at my parents' place, um, which is really awesome that I can jump back in with them and, you know, next few weeks look to move out and go on from that. But, um, yeah, I don't know why I'm giving you the de- in-depth details of what my, <laughs> what my plans are going to be in September. Anyway, um, stoked to be back. I don't really think it's hit me till this morning, just like how... Yeah, I guess unique this situation is. Oh, I'm walking past a tradie in a, in a ute. I used to be a tradie. Uh, I'm getting stage fright. I'm going to stop talking. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> That's so embarrassing. That is so embarrassing. Why does that embarrass me? Anyway. Um, yeah, so I don't think it's really hit me until probably this morning. Just like how cool the last couple of weeks have been for me. Um, I mean, I could start with Budapest, right? And that, that was insane insane like just so cool and just to put it out there the hungarians nailed it like such a cool mate such a cool um atmosphere the city is beautiful um probably one of the nicest cities i went to in my travels i would say would definitely recommend going to hungary um i definitely want to go back to budapest when i'm not sort of completely fixated on athletics um but what a meet. I mean, Australian record-breaking performance for us. Six medals is insane. Um, I'm going to do an article this week, um, which I'll put out online at some point, my top five moments from the world champs. It's going to be really hard. Like, I was sort of jotting down notes as I was at the um, championships. But, I mean, where do you start? I mean, Jemima kicks it off for us. That silver medal in the walk was just incredible. Um and I think, like, if you go back on the interview, listening to Jemima talk about the confidence of that race, that's what I took away from it. Like, we in Australia, as we should, look at Jemima and, like, that's the pinnacle. Like, that's the peak. Like, oh, my God, their powers are amazing. They're so good at their event. But as Jemima, in a world championship setting, she was talking about, she's like, this is the first time I've had confidence to go with a move. And it's like, how could you not have confidence? You're, you're, you're the best. So I just found that amazing that it's like, wow, she's letting us into that mindset of like, nah, this time I believed in myself enough to cover it, and she did, and she came away with a silver, which was amazing. So I, I thought that was a cool way to kick it off. Um, I mean, Nina's gold. Actually, that was a really special one because it was really cool because in the stadium where all those interviews were posted, it's underground. And so when you're underground, you're sort of watching the athletics on a TV, sort of like you're at home, but the TV's on delay. So you can hear what's happening outside and then it comes on the TV. So we were down there, and when I say we, it was myself and Sasha Rayner from AA. And we were like, you know what? She's going to keep jumping. By the time she finishes jumping, she's not going to come straight down here. So, fuck it. Let's go up the top. So, we went out into the stadium and stood amongst this crowd and got to watch it. And oh, that that was so cool. Anytime you get to watch a world champion, like, is a really surreal experience. That's just as an athletics fan, let alone somebody who got to talk to Nina and cover it and all that sort of stuff. So, that was sick. Um, great to see gold. Great for Nina. Great for sport, you know, great to keep the trajectory rolling on women in sport as well. I mean, not that it 
stopped there. We had five medalists that were women. Um, just unsurprising. I mean, I feel like I've been saying this and writing this in articles for a year. The women in athletics just <laughs> dominate the men. And that's no knock on the men. We're just in this really strong era of women's sport and women in athletics. And it should be celebrated. And it is being celebrated, which is great. Anyway, I won't go down that rabbit hole. Mackenzie, ah, uh, just the clutch to get that out there in the last throw was, like, again, just nerve-wracking. A great person. Uh, you'll hear her on the podcast in a few weeks. But, um, yeah, that was awesome to see. Like, she'd had such a good European summer. Um, so it was great to see her rewarded with a medal. Um, and also to Kelsey, like, you know, hats off to Kelsey Lee Barber, to be completely honest. Like, she just kept showing up, kept showing up, kept making adjustments, kept trying to improve herself throughout the year. Um, and I think maybe there was a few injuries early or midway. I'm not 100% sure. But, you know, to come in and make the final and then make that final eight and then keep throwing further late in the competition is underrated. Like, it's it's not a medal. I know that. But it's a win in and of itself. So I thought that was cool to see as well. Just highlighting another performance. Our high jump. Oh, Curtis. Sorry, Curtis. I mean, again, like a dude who... Oh, I hate using the phrase needed this because you didn't need it. But I just feel like there's a common criticism amongst athletics where it's like when like Kurt has this much potential, he deserves a medal. When's he going to get that medal? And he's got Commonwealth Games golds, and they're phenomenal. But there's something different about a world major medal, an Olympic world champs. So to see him get up and get it with a 5.95 as well, like an equal personal best, it's not like it was people were missing heights. It's that Kurt had to jump his best. And he gets there, and he gets a bronze, and I think he thoroughly deserved that. And it's, like, I'll say it, like, it's probably the monkey off the back a little bit. Like, now he can go in freely and be like, okay, not that you cash in on the fact that you're a world champs bronze medalist. I'm not suggesting that, but you don't have to play a dialogue in your head where it's like, I need a medal, I need a medal. Like, he's got one now, and he can just go on and improve. Um, You know, a gold medal is hard to come by in that event, given Mondo's just domination of it but you never know he could could get injured or Kirk could start jumping out of his skin like he'll be the next man in the six meter club I got no doubt I don't know I don't see why that Australian record can't be under threat either but that was amazing and then our women's high jumpers I mean how fucking good was that I mean I think one of my favorite athletes through the summer became Eleanor Patterson just because of how nice she is I love the knitting and I love the face she came back from a broken foot like, that is fucking... I feel like I've had a foot injury <laughs> for six years, and I'm still standing there going, well, maybe when my foot's better, you know, I might I might try and run again. <laughs> I'm, I'm weak as piss. So to see her get out and do that, I was like, huh, okay, well, maybe I'm just weak. And she is incredibly strong. So amazing to see her come out with a medal. Nicola deserved a medal. Like, her year was incredible. As I kept saying, most underrated year, maybe in world athletics, certainly in Australian athletics, and comes away with another championship medal. Uh, she's still chasing that gold, and she's 100% capable and 100% possible to get a gold. But, I mean, just even listening to her talk afterwards and, I guess, everything she has to say and just the hope and the joy that she has in athletics, like, that's infectious. And in a high-performance environment... You know what I will say about the Aussies, actually, I found? I felt like their interviews attitude approach the competition just felt more relaxed than I've seen in the past and I'm only fresh on the scene of like seeing the inner workings or partial inner workings of 
you know, this sort of stuff. But, I mean, they just seemed relaxed. They seemed like they were having a good time. And there was no... Obviously, they wanted to all PB or medal or whatever, and that's fine. But it felt like they were also very aware of, like, sometimes it's not your day, and if it's not your day, that's okay. And I love that. And I think the public got around that. Because you can only peak so many times in a season. And if you manage to get it right for a major, amazing. And you're going to do amazing things. But sometimes you can't, and that's okay. So, yeah, I, the World Champs was insane. I could talk on it for hours. Um, you know, it was really, and I said this afterwards, really cool for me, uh, again, because I was in Eugene last year, but in no official capacity. Like, I was just, I just messaged Lockie Rayner, Athletics Exclusive, said, can I go over and post on your site? He said, no worries. And that was it. Had no media accreditation, no nothing. Didn't know where it would go but I knew that that's where I wanted to be. And like the snowball of that was then somebody was listening and watching. They offered me a job in South Australia. I ended up taking a job in Queensland in the media, um, finished my apprenticeship and then moved up and started in the media and then, yeah, worked for News Corp and again came around to this time of the year and thought, nah, I want to go hard at this again. Quit my job at News Corp. Um, didn't burn anyone there either like they were incredibly supportive um, and said go chase it 100% Um, I'll do some work for News Corp now that I'm home as well but which is great but uh, yeah it it was a surreal experience so look I'm looking forward to hopefully being in Paris next year Um, there's some exciting stuff I guess sort of going on behind the scenes I don't like none of it's set in stone Um, but hopefully you know the content that I drive and the production and everything like that is going to get bigger and better. Um, it was a huge honor to sort of mix it with other creatives and other, uh, oh, I don't know, creatives, that's so lame, like journalists or people that aren't doing mainstream media. Um, and to the city of Skies, like they were huge as well for letting me get involved. If like they obviously run the American one or they have the American site and they do global. So if you want all track and field news that way, definitely go through them but like it was nice to come on because they're american right they're going to pump the shit out of americans that's just what they do and i enjoyed it because i love the give and take of like engaging with somebody who doesn't know as much about australian athletics not that they should either and that's why they had me on so it was sick to get in there and be like yep americans they're doing well I hate it when Americans do so well because they do well all the time. But here's some fucking Australians and New Zealanders who are killing it. So it was cool to be like that person on their podcast and their show and just be like, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, yeah, America's great. I understand that. But the rest of the world's pretty great too. So that was cool. Um, And then, yeah, I spent a couple of days in Spain with my mate Jimmy, um, who I love dearly. yeah, I can't express enough how much James or Jimmy did for me whilst I was in Europe. Um, being able to come in and out of his place in Spain and, you know, like Jimmy and I have known each other since we were six, I reckon. So that's 21 years. And uh, wow, we can drink in America, our friendship. And uh, yeah, just to connect with him and his life, I'd never seen his life in Europe and his cycling life. And to do that was... Um, yeah, it was special. So, big shout out to you, Jim Bob. I don't know if you're listening to this on your ride, but if you are, love you. What's now? Uh, I don't really know. You know, I'm going to keep driving content. Um, I've got some things in the works that I want to build and develop. And, like, I think I forget that I've only been doing this for two months, just over two months, or two and a half months now. So, it's still so young and in its infancy, and it's 
Uh, I want to develop it into a website. I want to develop it into more video content and, and training videos and athlete videos and coach videos and just become that central hub uh, for athletics in Australia. Like That would be my goal. And to work with brands and people and organizations and industries that want to get on board and help push this sport forward beyond the Olympic year next year. Um, so keep your eyes peeled for that. It'll be coming out over time. I know that you can't rush these sort of things and I'm someone who always wants results immediately but I'm trying to teach myself to slow down and be a little bit more patient. Um, so I'll keep developing that with some people behind the scenes and yeah, more podcasts will be coming out. Um, the newsletter, that'll start this week. Um, so if you haven't already gone on the mailing list, do jump on um, the links in the bio and Instagram and yeah, that'll be a weekly wrap up and then I'll be posting articles on the website as time goes on and look, if you want to contribute, if you want to write about something if you want to podcast about something if you want to talk about something if you want me to try and help you organize talking to athletes or whatever like i'm learning this process too so maybe if anybody else wants to jump on of course i want to push this sport forward so please just slide into the dms on instagram and i'm happy to have a conversation so thank you so much i've said this time and time again but i will never stop thanking all of you for following this page everyone who donated during my time overseas it made the world of difference so thank you so much as well but just for everyone who follows who messages me who uh likes and shares and interacts like it does do a lot for me um and i know it does a lot for the sport so thank you so much for everything that you've done for me um there's a lot of work to do now back in melbourne there's a lot of things i need to figure out i'm a bit scared i won't lie i'm a bit anxious a bit nervous uh, will this succeed? Will I get to where I want to get to? But uh, you know what? I make my own destiny. So hopefully if I keep working at it, it'll it'll pan out. So again, thanks so much. It is a relief. Well, not relief, but it's a joy to be back in Melbourne. I loved the trip. I loved my time. But yeah, hundred I think it's 105 days in the end was the whole trip. Amazing 105. The best 105 days possibly of my life. But um, I got sick of living out of a carry-on bag by the end of it <laughs> and being in, being in hostels. Oh, fuck. I'll tell you one story, this hostel. I had the most Karen moment. It's like night eight and I'm obviously in a youth hostel so there's like, you know, everyone's coming in and out. It's a good time. Anyway, it's like three o'clock in the morning, one morning and these English guys come home and they're yammering on and they're talking about how they thought their mate got kidnapped. They're like... Right, so when was when was the last time, right, we, we saw James? I, I can't remember, and they're going on. That was a pretty good accent. And they're like, I think he got kidnapped. I, I swear to God, he got kidnapped. And I was like, fuck, what are these guys talking about? Anyway, I let him go because I was like, ah, oh, you're in a hostel. This is what you should expect. The next night they come back, 2 a.m., and they're not that pissed, but they're just fucking hammering conversation, just chatting, chatting, turning the lights on in the room. And at this point, like, I think I'd just gone to sleep because I just got back from filming the city of stuff. And I've woken up and I'm like, nah, that's it. And I've opened my bloody, I've opened my bloody tombstone up and I've gone, oi, listen, if you blokes don't shut the fuck up and go have your conversation outside, I'm going to crack it. Seriously, I'm all for you blokes having a good time, but just have a chat outside. I am trying to sleep. So please piss off. And then, and they're like, right, sorry, mate. Yeah, sorry, sorry, mate. And they left. And then I could tell they were off me because I went to say good morning to them the next morning as I woke up at like 
6.30 and I'm slamming I'm slamming cupboards I'm like fuck these blokes I'm slamming cupboards I'm like morning boys and they're like like piss off (laughs) you know the joys of a hostel but uh anyway I could probably go on about those stories for a long time but I won't so thank you so much everybody I really appreciate it there's more to come you know I'm going to keep on pushing and hopefully you come along with me big love good to be back in Australia let's go see ya